The first reading is the reading from the book of Revelations, <clears throat> chapter 7, verses 9 through 17, and it can be find, found on your Pew Bibles on page 1921. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne in the front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders and the four living creatures, they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory, in wisdom and thanks and honor, in power, amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and, day and night in his temple. And he sits on the throne, will, and he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The second reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. And it's found on page 1501. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside, and he sat down. His disciples came to him, and he, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Would you join me in prayer this morning? Loving and Holy One, may your presence fill this place. And Lord, may we be so captured by your love and your grace and your mercy. And Lord, today as we celebrate baptism and as we come to your table, remind us again wherever we are. 
We pray in your name. Amen. Well, today we have baptism and communion. So my attitude went up from the people of God. But I just want to offer one thing. Little Luca here. Who is, yes. He's enjoyed his food so much. He's showing it to the world. I heard a joke this week that I think is so appropriate for today. A pastor uh, was in church and he was baptizing a little baby. And uh, there was a family in attendance in the congregation. There were a couple little kids with their mom and their dad. And the little boy was watching the baptism intently. And he watched the pastor say the words of the liturgy and then reach into this bowl and three times over the head of this little baby. And this little boy looked at his mom and very loudly said, Mommy, why is that pastor brainwashing that little boy? <laughs> and when I first read that, one of you sent that to me. <clears throat> when I first read that, I thought, I, I chuckled and I laughed. And then I thought, wow. There's a really deep truth there. Let me tell you why. Because in a lot of segments of the culture and the world around us, they think that what's happening here on a Sunday morning is brainwashing. That it's exactly that. And yet, let me tell you that there's a difference between brainwashing and what, I'm going to use a fancy church word, are you ready? Catechizing, teaching, molding, forming, shaping a young person. They're just this robot who um, has no will of their own and just does what they're told. No, we shape them with the gospel so that as they grow up and as they get older, they're able to embody mercy and grace, love, joy, and peace all of those fruits that should come from a life shaped by the gospel. Oh, today we don't brainwash. We start the long process in that journey of formation in the gospel of Jesus Christ for little Luca. You see, for the Christian church, we understand baptism um, sort of like the, it's the sign of the new covenant. So just like for in the Old Testament for the ancient Hebrews, and even in today, circumcision is a sign of that covenant, that faithful relationship of God's people with himself. So we baptize little babies, because it's the sign of them entering into this covenant. But that's not the end of the journey. We don't baptize, and then we say, we're done, we're good. No, baptism opens the door. And as Luca begins that journey of moving through the door of faith, And as people here in this church, as family and friends surround him and nurture him and help mold and shape him so that one day he can stand up and say, yes, this is mine and I believe it for myself. That's what it's all about. Friends, this morning when we baptize and when we come to the table of the Lord, these are not just empty rituals or symbols that we come and that we do. We don't just come forward and get a little piece of bread and get a little juice. and We don't watch just ordinary water get administered on this little beautiful boy's head. We actually, by faith, confess and believe that there's actually something happening here. 
that God is real and that through ordinary things like water and juice and bread, God has promised to come near to his people. See, friends, this is one of the, the, the hallmarks of the Christian faith that sets it apart from every other religion is that God has come near to us. He is not some distant being that we have to strive to reach. Because if that were the case, we would be most lost. But we believe, no, that God has come here. God has come near in Jesus Christ. And even today, God continues to come near and close to people who seek Him by faith. Through water, through bread, and through juice. God's grace is real. It's alive, it's active. It's active in Luca's life long before Luca knows it. Hey, it's active in our lives. And how many of us, grown adults with college degrees, can articulate the grace of God? It's all a mystery that we confess by faith. And every now and then, life's veil is thin enough that we catch a glimpse, but only just a glimpse. And we get enough sustenance for the journey through these means that have been provided to us for us to have a glimpse so that we can continue on the life of faith. So friends, today as we surround Luca Joseph and as we come to the table of the Lord, come in faith and trust, believing that God is who he said he is and that he wants a relationship with you and with me. And he has made the way available. He has promised to give us himself. Will you receive him this morning? Amen.